What's up there, Tribble Nation? This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And tonight, I am joined by my other co-host. Hey, this is Vincent Williams of It's All Soul and the Michaud Mission. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the men of the Michaud Mission bringing you a very special edition of the Countdown to Star Trek Mission New York the 50th anniversary convention of Star Trek that is going to be taking place at the Javits Center in New York City in Manhattan over the Labor Day weekend. And the Black Tribbles will be there um, wrecking shop, doing special panels and having a whole lot of fun. Find out all the information on BlackTribbles.com as well as on StarTrekMissions.com. The men of the Michelle mission... We are big Star Trek fans as well. Yes. Yes, indeed. As evidenced by our very special, <laughs> very special um, red band edition. Yes. That went out a couple of weeks ago <laughs> discussing the, the Captain Kirk's of uh, Star Trek. Yes. Um, so we wanted to get in on this whole countdown thing, really return to the world of uh, Star Trek. And we're going to have a, a little fun with you for you this evening as we are going to take the cast of the original series of Star Trek, the cast of the next generation, the cast of Deep Space Nine, the cast of Voyager, the cast of Enterprise, and the cast from the movies of Star Trek, every iteration of Star Trek, and from all of that we are going to build one super crew. Super crew. One super crew. Mega Enterprise. <laughs> yes. Who shall form the head yes. of Enterprisatron? Enterprisatron. That's right. <laughs> now, you know, Salty Vince was in uh, was in um, rare form. Yeah, I was working on our blue. previous Star so, Trek. I was working blue on our previous Star Trek centric um, show, but I'll give uh, Michelle Vince yes an yes. opportunity to to give the Tribble Nation um, a hint as to where Star Trek uh, lands with you, as far as as far as your your appreciation. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, I think anybody. Well, not anybody, but I, I think like like many of us who who were sort of drawn to quote unquote nerd pursuits, mm -hmm. Star Trek is very much one of of the of my first loves. Really, you you yeah. know, I think um you know like many of us, I, I was too young for the original run, but you know it went into syndication almost immediately. Right. So there was never a time when Star Trek didn't come on. At least once, mm -hmm. if not twice, yep. every day, and I, I watched all of them. You, you know, now I wasn't old enough to remember 
the original run but i am old enough to remember that in my mind amazingly fertile period between 1969 when it went off and you know what 1979 when um the movie, the, came the movie out, came out, Star Trek, yeah. the motion picture, mm-hmm. where you had this kind of fallow 10-year period that the fans were in charge. Yep. So, yep. you know, you had all these books that came out, Star Trek manuals. Um, that was the beginning of the whole conventions. You, you know, the beginning of the conventions. Uh, you, you know, I, I joked about it on, on our very special episode. I have a couple co- collections and floppies of the gold key Star Trek comic book series the star trek cartoon so it really was a great time to be introduced to star trek because it was just wild like it was just wildness and you had all of these different voices and all these different things so and then you know i've been hooked since then and and it really is from from when i was you know there's never been a time i don't remember star trek Right, all the way up until this exact second. I'll say this about the um the reruns. One of my favorite little Vince anecdotes about his understanding of Star Trek. Okay, if if you've ever seen the remake or the first remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, the okay, the first remake, right from the uh, the, 80s. the one uh, the eighties early, maybe even the late seventies, but but Leonard Nimoy is in it. Yeah. And I was old enough when it came out that I already started to like science fiction and I'd already I'd already started to get an understanding mm-hmm. of how things worked in these movies mm-hmm. where like, you know, basically we would call it now just to keep it Star Trek. You could see who the red shirts were. Right. And yeah, you yeah. could see who the stars were. Right. So Invasion of the Body Snatchers freaked me out because Leonard Nimoy is in it. You know, it's Leonard Nimoy, Donald Sutherland, a couple other folks. But in my mind, when I was like eight or nine, Leonard Nimoy was a huge star. Right. Yeah. Because he was on television twice a day. So that when I kind of started putting the, the, the characters in columns of who was going to live and who was going to die, Leonard Nimoy was very, very much in the safe column. True. So, you know, spoiler, 30-year-old movie, Leonard Nimoy dies. Yes. Like 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yes, pretty badly. <laughs> completely blew my mind it completely like it pulled the rug out from underneath me and nothing that i thought i understood made sense because how could you kill leonard nimoy right he's a huge star right so yeah i'm a big big fan of star trek it's funny it's funny that you go with you know the leonard nimoy aspect of it because when i was growing up and watching star trek and you know getting to know all of the the actors faces and stuff like that two things happen along the along kind of along those same lines with leonard nimoy one is that you know i i saw the show in syndication as well Mm -hmm. you know on on v you know the uhf channels and at one point either right behind it or not long after it the star trek will go off and then reruns of Mission Impossible would show. Oh. Which Leonard Nimoy was yeah, on as well right. like the first couple of seasons. I was about to say. And in that, he was like this master of disguise type yes. of boy. And so I'm watching Leonard Nimoy just be, first of all, he's a spy? Spock's a spy? Spock's a spy. Get out of here. Yeah. And he's just looking cool, man. Yeah. He's like, he's rocking like these suits with his turtlenecks, yeah. man. And then he, he he disguised himself as like some sheik or some Arab. I'm yes. like, 
lots of beards, lots of lots, lots of beards yes, that he man. put on. Yeah, lots of spirit gum yeah, on that man's yeah. face. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, he is the coolest dude ever. I'm like waiting now, because in my mind, even though they're reruns, for some reason it doesn't fully equate that they're reruns. Right. Exactly. So now I'm waiting for okay, well maybe Star Trek will get into a, uh, an episode where he's got to go under. In disguise on Star Trek, right, you know right, I mean? but right. It, it never happens. But then maybe moving forward a few, uh, uh, a few more years, I'm with my mom, and my mom was a huge fan of Columbo. Nice. So I'm watching Columbo, and who shows up? Leonard Nimoy. There he is, leisure suited out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, hair a little longer. I'm right, like, right, right. Who's this pimp with these yeah. rose color sunglasses? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like he's like this like this um famous doctor in the episode and everything like that. Now I knew enough at that point, you know, the 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 trappings of Columbo so that and one, I knew the trappings of TV enough by that time that Leonard Nimoy is the special guest star, so he's the he's the crook. He's right, the guy right, who, right, he right, 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 right. And Columbo's gonna break him down. But in my mind, this is Leonard Nimoy who was like Damn near one of the world's greatest spies. Yes. And he was Spock. Yes. And Columbo's a bad bull. Yeah. But Columbo should not be able to outfox Spock. It doesn't make sense. It don't make sense. It does not equate. It's, this is illogical. It's illogical. <laughs> yes. It's illogical. Yes. <laughs> and yet it happens. And yet it happens. And I'm like, dude, Peter Falk is like the smartest dude yes. ever. Been. Yes. He's, He's smarter than Spock. Spock. Right. <laughs> Plus he'd be introducing mysteries of the unknown world in and in search, search of, of. <laughs> in search of Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> oh man. Oh. So yeah, big Star Trek fan. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So, so we're gonna build this this huge super crew. Yes. Now, in thinking of this idea, I'm just going through all the cast of uh, all the shows. But you, Vince, of yes. course, leave it to you. Yes. <laughs> the man. Who went one step beyond, and you you have a super crew, but they are going to be on a specific yes enterprise yes yes <laughs> okay all of this is true which enterprise uh my super crew is on the USS Enterprise the NCC one seven zero one E which is the last of the next generation enterprises and specifically mm. it's the enterprise that they built well obviously after d was destroyed but d was destroyed in um the battle with the board the first right. battle with the board so that the e that they rebuilt is the sovereign class mm-hmm. which is as big as the more pre as the previous classes but they also um you know they work on defense right they have more tactical elements to it mm-hmm. and they have something which I think is important for my super crew. They have um they have the captain's yacht. The captain's the yacht. The captain's yacht, which is a smaller ship. Oh yeah, that's and right. That's now right. see what you did right there where you said, Oh yeah, that's right. Nobody thinks about the captain's yacht. And I think that's important for my super crew, but I'll get to that. <laughs> but yes, that is my enterprise that my super crew is gonna be on. That's interesting. Now, I didn't think of what particular um, enterprise they would be on, but knowing that you did that made me think, uh, okay, well, if I had to put them on a particular ship, which would it be? 
And the Enterprise that I would put them on would be the most recent Enterprise from Star Trek Beyond. Okay. And the only reason I would do that, and I'm not, I'm not like you, and I'm looking it up, and I don't see exactly which which Enterprise it is. It doesn't, it doesn't say. So it's 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 the new one because they right, just right, had right. it. They, you know, they had to have it built. Wait a minute, they had to have it built. First of all, in the movies, the Enterprise, like the Enterprise, gets gets done in every movie. Have you noticed that? It's it, it happens fairly often in the movies. Pretty much. And but, it's sort of diminishing returns cuz you know the first time it happened in I think um through, maybe at the end of 2 Wrath of Khan, yes, he gets it destroyed. Him. It really is a huge deal. Yeah, because that's the first time. Cuz that's like, the first oh, time. God, and but, then after that it's just like, oh, they blew up another enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um but the reason why I chose the one in Star Trek Beyond is because and I think this may uh, say more for the director, Justin Lin, of that movie. This was the first movie where I truly got a deep sense and appreciation of the geography mm. of the Enterprise because of the way he sh- he shoots it. He There are tons of shots that are taken outside of the enterprise looking in and looking in through the porthole oh that's and you get a you get a true sense of the scale okay of the of the ship how on what looks like the saucer section there actually is like about three or four floors right 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 exactly that's how big it is you know what i mean and um and uh in when the ship is attacked uh the enemies talk about taking out take uh, take out its throat and the second after he says that you realize what he's talking about you're talking he's talking about the section that connects the saucer right, right you know and everybody's like oh you're right that's like it's like mad vulnerable and so right, are the, right. the nacelles on the back it's, and everything it's not a good design no, i mean we not. all we all love the enterprise yeah we love it, it, it and, and, and you know it, obviously it's a classic design right it's not a good design no yeah. <laughs> and, and, no really it's not but but that ship is really the one that really gave me a, a true sense of the scale and everything like that. So that's probably the reason why I would put them on that ship. Okay. It certainly is no way near as powerful as your I ship. I was about to say, now, now my ship would eat your ship. But, no, well, you know, that. that's cute. It's nice that you... It's nice. That's nice. See, Lynn, I'm going exploring. <laughs> I'm going out in the great darkness. Now you do what you need to do in your ship. But what I put together, because what you told me was to put together the ultimate crew. That's true. So I figured they going out. It's going to be Q. It's going to be the Borg. It's going to be the um the old school Puerto Rican Klingons. <laughs> and it's going to be. They, wait a minute. They weren't all Puerto Ricans. Those were some dusty white people. No, 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 no. They were dressed up like movie Puerto Ricans. They were like, <laughs> like they made the episodes of Star Trek and then they went and made West Side Story. <laughs> It was like, this, this, is this racist? I feel like, is this racist? I feel like this is racist. Is this racist? Maybe it's racist. Is this racist? (laughs) But all of them joined together and the Dominion. So like I put together a crew to fight all of them. I just keep singing. I just keep seeing Klingons dancing the West Side Story uh, because they were wearing the same makeup. It's the same makeup. I 
Klingons. I want to be in the mix. Yeah. No, 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 no. Make the mustaches skinnier. <laughs> skinnier mustaches. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, so we know what ships we want. Yes. So let's start building this crew. All right. Who's flying your ship? Who's the helmsman? Who's the helmsman? Okay. Now you have two helmsmen. I guess. No. I'm, I'm, look, it's two helmsmen. My first well, helmsman, one's a navigator. The dude in charge. The dude actually driving the ship. Yes. Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, you went, you went Paris. Okay. Tom Paris, Star Trek Voyager. Why? I think of all the Star Treks, he's the best pilot that we've seen. And this is why. A, he has the academy training. Yes. B, when he gets kicked out of Starfleet and he's running with the Marquis. Marquis. He's also gained guerrilla warfare training. True. So he's actually, so he's got all of that going on. C... All the time they spend in it's the Delta Quadrant, right? Yeah. All the time they spend in the Delta Quadrant. First of all, he's dealing with challenges and issues that no other Starfleet pilot ha- has had to deal with. Very true. And he does. Mm-hmm. He handles it. Also, just the psychology of it. Like when you look at 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 space battle in all of the various series, except for Voyager. There's always an aspect of it where where one of your maneuvers is kind of run out the clock until some help comes yeah, or until yeah. we can get to this spaceport or to this planet or this, that, and the other. Because they're by themselves, because it's uncharted, mm-hmm. Tom Paris never had that option. So I think that gives him other tools that all of the various other pilots. He certainly had to develop other. He uh, had to develop other two other strategies. Yeah. So this whole gumbo of, of skill sets. Mm-hmm. He's my choice for helmsman number one. Wow. Helmsman number two. Because okay. we don't help. Let me just go out there. We got to have a navigator. New Sulu. New Sulu. New Sulu. New Sulu. New Sulu. Okay. All right. New Sulu. Because New Sulu has shown that he is uh, um he's a crack pilot mm-hmm. he can drive anything <laughs> and i like the fact I, I like him in the secondary role behind paris because he's young so i feel like he can learn from paris i got you so now you know you have that redundancy that they talk about when they talk about like actual astronauts Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, again, I I think the, you know, he's already very, very, very good at his job. And frankly, I think Paris is the only one of all of the Star Trek um, helmsmen and in, 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 in pilots that can teach New Sulu anything. Yeah. So those are my helmsmen. All right. Nice. Who, who now you got now just to give the the actors their due. Um, Tom Paris is played by Robert Duncan McNeil mm-hmm. and New Sulu. I like that. Uh, it's played by John Cho. Yes, in the new movies, uh, the movies of uh, Star Trek, um, including Star Trek Beyond. So, I actually will see your Tom Paris, mm-hmm. and I will second it because I had Tom Paris too. Did you really? I had Tom Paris for the exact same yeah. reasons. Yeah, for the exact same reason because he's a he 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 got kicked out of Starfleet, right? Right. But he really got kicked out of Starfleet because 
he rebelled against like them and their teachings and all that, but also their training. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's because oh, yo, we can do this a little better, son. Right. And um, so I really rock with that. Then he rolls with the Maquis. He's do or die. He has to develop the whole other skills, like you said. And also, I think that more so than on, and this is going to speak speak strongly as we go down this whole list, than on any other show, he was, the the, the captain gave him rope. Mm. Like, Tom, do what you got to do. Right, get us out of here. Get us out of here. Like, that's your whole order. Yeah, yeah. Get us out of here. Exactly. Don't, like, it's not even, the order ain't even get out of, got right. here. The order's like, Tom, <laughs> on it. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. You know, like, like he just, she she just got out of his way, let him do his thing. Let yeah. a man grow. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, and then he grew. And, and, and on that show, probably, um, why I I do love Voyager and uh, Deep Space Nine so much is that the characters grew all of them yes all from the top down yes they all grew and he grew yeah because you know he was he was really um, in the beginning uh, going up against that Starfleet training and then the whole Maquis thing and everything like that and then then the for him to be like one of the aces in the hole at the end of the, exactly. the show, you know, and, and married with, a, with yeah. kids and everything like that. He was all that. But at, at the end, at the end of the day, like you said, I do think he is the, the best pilot. So I would definitely rock with, for, uh, Tom Paris. Okay. Uh, now navigator, I would go for, uh, Oh man, I just do a blank on my man's name. Um, from Enterprise, I'm going to Enterprise. Oh, okay. Because I because I got to give love for Enterprise for Travis, my main my man Travis, played by Anthony Montgomery. Interesting. Now, the why reason, the reason why I go for that is because, um, the reason why he was their pilot on that show was because he like knew space. Yes, he was he was raised in. He space. was born in he space. Was born in space. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like. He he didn't even have this attachment to Earth. Like this, his world was the vast cosmos. Yes, you know what I mean. So, I with that, while they I don't think they played it up so much on the show. I would imagine that a young, um, black guy raised in the stars is going to take interest in the stars and take interest, and he he becomes a pilot. So I'm seeing that he's taking interest in. And charting the stars, mm-hmm. charting you know different sectors, charting his way through like asteroid belts and all of this and all these cosmic anomalies, and I think that is at at uh, what you need in a navigator. Yes, to be able to pick up all of those nuances right on right on cue. Um, again, the youth factor does play a role in it because he he's younger, and because he was starting out on that enterprise which was the first deep space vessel yes you know he too was given a little bit of a free hand to like you know like you know take this out you know you know check the tires and hold nine so that if anything happened to tom you want somebody that's a little bit more you know uh a freelance to be able to pick up after tom if you're looking at old sulu old sulu is just like 
tried and true Starfleet. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, well, cool he, dude. He's trying to be a captain. Yeah. You know what I mean? So cool dude, but I I, I don't want him there. Yeah. Uh, new Sulu, he's kind of cool, but I got time. Okay. I don't need I don't need New Sulu. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, either version of the Chekhov. So all due respect to Anton Yelton, young boy who died in the movies. Um, I don't like the character of Chekhov. Right. I've right. never liked Chekhov. I think Chekhov is a man without a, without, I mean, a, without a job. I mean, you know the Chekhov thing, right? Oh, the reason why he was yeah. a man? Well, there's two theories. What's the theory you're about to it's say? It's the monkeys thing. Yeah. Well, it's the mo- the, right, right. You know, he looked, they, they, you know, they were losing ratings to the monkeys. So they brought in somebody who looked like Davy Jones. Well, that that's the one theory. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of like been popularized. There's also been another theory that... Um, he was maybe to make a uh, to make up for there not being any Russian Russian, re- Russian representation because the Russians were technically the first people yes. in space, right? You know, so to kind of honor that, right? So either way, yeah, you know, I didn't like him. I, uh, I'm not a huge Chekhov fan either version. You know, not and, huge. I mean, you know, he yeah, and I think that, I think I think no disrespect most, to Chekhov. With no disrespect. But I do think there's a reason why he's always, even with the the movies, with the right. original, you know, original cast, always been kind of seen as like the stepson. Yes. Of of the show. Yes. You well, know what you I mean? know, he missed the whole season. That that can't help. Well, the first season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, a whole. He missed a whole season. And what I learned was well, you know. he he. He, he wasn't on the first season, so right. they bring him in for the second season for whatever reason. Right, right, right. Um, hey, hey. But uh, they also bring him in, in on that season because Sulu, George Takei, uh, Takai, Takei, I forgot, I can always forget. George Takei. Uh, George Takei. I always say Takai. Yeah, it's Takei. I'm thinking of what he says. Okay. And that's then what he Takei. says. It's Takei. Uh, George Takei uh, actually had to take time away from the, from the show because he was filming a movie. Oh, okay. So when George comes back, the two of them have to share a trailer. Yes. Because, you know, they were like, well, yeah. why, why we need to? Why we need y'all to? Can just, did he, yeah. y'all, can, y'all can chill in here. Yeah. Get to know, getting to know yeah, yeah. you. They're the end all the rest of Star Trek. I remember the first season of Gilligan's Island at the end. When they wouldn't when introduce it, Professor and, Yeah, and they would say, and all the rest. <laughs> And they show like the professor and Marianne, and Marianne. real quick. It's like, damn. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I got to be a, and all the rest. They're the end all the rest of Star Trek. They are. They, they are. I mean, uh-huh. now Sulu has certainly grown to. No, no, no. Absolutely. I'm just saying. If you just but at the time, you, yeah, they were the rest. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Who's next? <laughs> All right. So so now so wh- wh- wow. So we took care of. Uh, we've got a helmsman. We've got a, an, a navigator. A navigator. And I will say this: I'm coming back to Travis. I'll, I'll put that out there. I'm not finished with Travis. Like I agree with your Travis choice so much that Travis is on one of my list as well. Oh Jesus! All right. So um, let's go to let's go to sick bay. Okay. Let's go to the sick bay, and let's see. Maybe you didn't go this deep. But let's see if we can get a doctor and maybe a nurse. I did not choose a nurse. I didn't think you did. I didn't know there were nurse options. I mean, I guess there are two. It's, it's Chapel mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, shit. Shoot. Sorry. I just forgot her name on, um, on Voyager. Uh, oh, you're thinking about Voyager? I wasn't even thinking about Voyager. What nurse are you thinking about? I'm thinking about the, um, hold on, I'm going to tell you in a second because I, I have her name right here. 
um, Nursagawa from from uh, Next Generation. Remember, Crusher always had like the uh, Asian woman who was her uh, I, second I, nurse. I, I did. I did not. I, I that's a that's a nice deep cut. She was, uh, uh, and so she would be my nurse. Okay, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Chapel, just because she's old school, and because quietly the original cast isn't represented that much on my list. Yeah, true. Well, uh, okay. but, but medical chief medical um, officer, the doctor from Voyager. Okay, doctor from Voyager. Um, I think played by Robert Philadelphian Robert Picardo. Yes, Robert Picardo, uh, the doctor, and I would choose the doctor from the end. You know, like we're, we're like the ultimate version of the doctor. So you know, by the end, he has evolved a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that since it's the Enterprise. They have whatever the Enterprise Wi-Fi connection, so they're they're good. So you know he gets up to date, up to date data right. for you know what he needs as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he has enough of a bedside manner to to work with people by then. By then, like I said, by the end, you you know by then, and then like I said, he, he's getting real time up to date stuff, and that works both ways because I think. If we think about the Enterprise as an exploration mission, okay, I think one of the real fronts of exploration is disease and mm. and and different types of medicine. And I think if you have somebody who is basically a walking, talking connection, like like you know, you can update stuff yeah. in real time. Um, so I would choose the doctor as my chief medical officer and Chapel as his nurse. I don't have a reason for Chapel. I just like Nurse Chapel and you know Gene Roddenberry's wife and the voice of the computer, voice of the computer, and that's which means it's a sexy voice. And because because I hadn't really thought anything about nurses until you it's said fine. anything. Uh, I always I I will say that I always like the name Nurse Chapel. Yes, like like Nurse Chapel is like it's like sounds sexy to me. Okay, but I would still go I would still go with Ogawa. Okay, uh, I would definitely go with her uh, because she's she's the nurse that I saw doing stuff. Like Nurse Chapel, always saw just holding the thesoscope. Absolutely, you know. But but, um, but Ogawa sometimes would have to like like Crusher would be like dealing with this, and and she just say go handle that, and she just go and you just see her putting people back together. So she was in, in the background. So that's why I would show her love. Okay. Um, and she was played by uh, Patty uh, Yasutaki. Okay, and uh, chief medical officer. Chief medical officer is none other than the actor John Billingsley, who I'm going back to Enterprise played Flocks. Wow! And I'm going Flocks for one reason and one reason only because it's 2016, baby, and all natural is always better the, the best way to go. And Flocks, when he could, was always all about all natural. Taking had like animals and and plants and all types of stuff and and building natural uh wow organic healing medicines for whatever the hell homeopathic starfleet officer and he was funny as hell okay he was a pimp wow um two cuts from two from enterprise yo look at enterprise showing out yo flocks was that dude man yeah. he was no joke okay. lo- he was like probably one of my favorite parts of that sh- of that show i oh. love flocks all right i'll give you the doctor the doctor uh, it was cool he was re- he was really he was 
really great. I do like Crusher. I have a I have a soft spot for Crusher, but I have a soft spot for Crusher because I like seeing Crusher and Picard. Right, Not right, so right, much right. for seeing her do her medicine. Because right, right, right. She got on my nerves doing the medicine. Right. You know what I mean? Um. Uh. Uh. Old Bones. Yeah. Old Bones was well. Let me go Deep Space Nine. Bashir. Eh, I could take it or leave Bashir. Um, I got some for Bashir too. Eh, I got some things for Bashir. Um. But but old, old Bones. I like you can't help but like old bones, but he always looked like he always looked like he was just a stiff wind away from falling over. Also, in in your heart, like in your heart, you know he was drunk. Yes, in your heart, you look at it and it's like bones been drinking. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to catch him on a bad day because yeah, he didn't been in there. He didn't had a like he got in an argument with old school Spock. And then he went and, and got something like, ooh, Bones probably been drinking. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure if you slow it down, there are a couple of times where that turbo lift opens up and he's coming off a lean. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so um, but I like the character of Bones. So if I was going to choose Bones, it probably would be Carl Urban's Bones from the new. Oh, hell no. Star- Ain't no way in the world I'd pick Carl Urban over DeForest Kelly. Because he's he, he's basically channeling DeForest Kelly, but he's younger and looks like he could, he's more fit. Like he could take a punch. You know what I'm saying? And he looks like he. It- <laughs> you trying to you trying to drag me into some things. No. I- First of all. <laughs> you going to say he's too pretty. Up until about 10 years before DeForest Kelly died, ain't no way in the world Carl Urban could take DeForest Kelly in a fight. Are you, uh, please, dude, please, if, please, do not get your bias against Prince Pine. If you think DeForest Kelly couldn't throw them paws all the way up until he was just old and decrepit. Maybe so, but not with Carl Urban. Don't get it twisted about Carl Urban. Man. I didn't say who could do better soul cycle. I ain't talking about Soul Cycle. Carl Urban. We're talking about Judge Dredd. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I know about the dude who played Judge Dredd. I'm talking about the actor. DeForest Kelly. DeForest Kelly. Look, All right. I ain't going to get into I'm going to say this. Because he's an actor, not a boxer. He's yes, <laughs> yes, but he old school dude. Dude, so is Carl I'm Urban. always going to put ten dollars on the old school dude. Oh please, in their prom. Please, please, like thirty-year-old DeForest Kelly, thirty-year-old Carl Urban. Please, please. Carl Urban's taking them all day. He's uh, taking them all, all day, right. man. All He's right. all day. All right, all right. I'll give you, I'll give you maybe thirty, thirty-year-old, you know, want to be a cowboy, Will Shatner over Chris Pine. I'll, I'll give you that. All right, I'll give you that one. And I'll even give, I'll even give you that uh, Leonard Nimoy. And and Zachary Quinto probably just outstare each other yes. is, is, to death, but Carl Urban is taking DeForest Kelly all, right. all day all every right. day. All right, you wrong, but all right, go ahead. All right. That's the all one. Right. That's the one. Okay. If you you stack up the originals, okay. that's the one that's solely in the new people's favor. So you would you would choose new 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 McCoy. New McCoy. I if, would if, you, if just personality but, and right, yes. right. But okay. however, but we building the ultimate in the ultimate the ultimate. Right. Oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like again, it's it's been a situation and we got to send an enterprise out there. Flocks. All right. Flocks all day. Now Flocks has knowledge of other medical procedures. Yes, he does. Okay. Yes, all right. Does. I see that. All right. Flocks that right. dude. All right. Don't, stop hating on Flocks. I'm not man. hating on Flocks. I, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm actually no, I'm actually pleasantly surprised 
by the love that has been in this room already for what is oftentimes seen as the dog-eared stepchildren of Star Trek. Like already there has been Voyager love and Enterprise love That's in this booth. And I I I I'm I'm I, I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Like it amazes me that that Tom Paris and Travis are on both of our lists in different places. Very true. So who's next? This uh, is great. That's why we get along. Go ahead. We have <laughs> right. similar sensibilities. All right, so let's go to um, let's go to engineering. Engineering, okay. We gotta go to a. Ch- we need a chief engineer. Chief engineer. Like that is, is just running the yes, shop, uh, running uh, the shop down there. I will go. And this is where my love for the original series. Oh, see, shows go ahead, out. go ahead. Because I've got to have Scotty. Yeah, and I've and I've got to have James doing, you know, prime, prime, prime time, James doing, Scotty. Who could take a paperclip? Yes, and get you to the other side. Of the yes, galaxy. he was. He was that dude. He was so much that dude that he came onto Next Generation. Yes, and showed him a thing. Or two. Yes, Scotty was the dude. Now, I'm going to forget that. I forget which movie it is where they played him as this big drunk dummy who kept bumping his head all over the place. Yes. Because I, I think William Shatner directed that movie. Um, is that a four? Yeah. It's four or five. No, it's four because five's a good one. Yeah, it's four. It's four. No, it? it's four. To go, so, so, right, it's four. It's four. And that's, that's when they come to the past. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, with the whales. Yeah, Voyage Home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and that's William Shatner. Yeah, that's Shatner. And William Shatner's all about propping himself up at, yeah. the, um, at the forsake of the others. Mm-hmm. Forget that movie. Every other movie, Scotty is just on point. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Just, he's just all the way live on point, even into his old old age. Scotty for the win. That is my that is my inspector. I'm I have well my, I have my chief engineer. I have something to add to what you're saying, but it's in another part of the conversation. But I I'm, I'm absolutely OG OG Scotty. Yeah. For all the reasons that you just said. Again, if I'm sending the ultimate enterprise out there, I need the dude who can take care of it. Yes. And and like you said, top to bottom, left to right, all of the engineers, none of them comes close to Scotty. No. Like some of them might be able to work for Scotty. Yeah, I think like I feel like Jordy Jordy knew Scotty could work for Scotty. Belana O'Brien. The, O'Brien could work for O'Brien Scotty. O'Brien could work for Scotty. O'Brien definitely Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. Actually, if, I, actually, I don't know if O'Brien could work for Scotty because they may not get work. Right, right, right. I don't know if <laughs> Belana could work for Scotty. Yeah, she might. Yeah, yeah she. she, she but, but yeah, like, but yeah, absolutely. You got to go, Scotty, and, and like you said, you got to go original Scotty. Yeah, all yeah, day. absolutely. Now, original Scotty could take new Scotty. Original be- Scotty could take the whole cast. That's true. After eating a porterhouse, <laughs> a stuffed baked potato. Cream spinach and two fingers of bourbon for lunch. Yeah, original Scott is that dude. <laughs> hey, man. All day. All my day. favorite character. My favorite character from the original series. Really? Scotty is my favorite character. Wow. I've got Love a- Scotty. Oh, I got a favorite character named Scotty. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, I I mean I'm obviously, we're your hero men, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Scotty's my favorite character. All right. All right. right. Who's next? Oh, all right. So where are we? So we were. We need something where we're wildly divergent. 
I don't, well, okay. Um, uh, where we, so we're engineering. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go to, and this wasn't always played up on all of the, uh, on all of the shows, mm-hmm. but on our ship, we need a security chief. Yes. Or maybe slash tactical officer, as he said, but I'll play him as just a security chief. So who is our head of security? Who's your head of security? I'm going with Worf. You're going with Worf. Going with Worf. I think um I think Worf commands respect. Mm-hmm. I think Worf be because I think the security chief also needs to be part of the away contingent. Mm-hmm. I think men and women will follow Worf. Mm-hmm. I think if if heaven forbid something happens to the chain of command. of command, Worf can step in. Okay. Um I think in the um as part of the executive crew, mm-hmm. Worf has a voice that can be listened to and and you know, I I, I you know, I th- I think Worf's a good fighter. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going with Worf. All right. Here, you wanted us to be wildly divergent. Okay, here you go. Okay, Worf is all of those things in theory, but when you really break it down on all of those shows, except for maybe a few episodes of Deep Space Nine, Worf is played for a chump. He, he in theory, can bang with the best of them. But he's always getting knocked out on his ass. True. Always getting the bat lift knocked out of his hand. True. He, in theory, can take command when need to be. But when you see him start to take command and make orders, inevitably, Data, Riker, or a returning Picard come in and totally reverse everything that he just said he just said to do. Yeah, well, but he's he shouldn't be in command. Like if you like, I don't think he should be in command a lot. Like I said, heaven forbid. Like there's been, like there's been a disaster. Okay. If Worf is in charge, like in my, in my chain of command, Worf is maybe fifth. Okay. So, right. so I'm not. I don't. But my security chief is not necessarily that high in chain of command. Okay. To take over the ship, my security chief is somebody who demands respect. Okay. All right, and has been shown. In all of uh, the moments where need be to command respect, even fear. Okay. Um, and is about doing what got to be done to get the job done, no matter who says what. And that includes the captain because he's all about his ethics. And that's Odo from Deep Space Nine. Interesting. Because... Odo. Because Odo, when you think about it, there were plenty of shows where people were going 9,000 levels out of their way to get stuff done so that Odo wouldn't find out because they didn't want Odo to find out. War sometimes stuff would be happening behind his back on the bridge and he wouldn't and nobody cared. You know what I'm saying? Here's my issue with Odo. I don't know who follows Odo. Like, if there's a security situation, there's been a breach, it's the Dominion, it's the whoever, and we got to run and handle it. Let's Mm -hmm. go. I don't know 
how many people are following Odo in the battle. I think a lot of people are following. Odo he's a he's. I mean, he's 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 literally a shifty dude. Like he's a <laughs> sketchy dude. No, it's not sketchy. He's, uh, Odo's not sketchy. sketchy. I, I mean, I liked Odo. What do you but mean like sketchy? Like not trustworthy? I mean, not 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 trustworthy. But I think he's a, I think he's a person that makes other people uncomfortable. Well, yeah, because they, they don't know how to take him, right? And you don't know whether or not he's there, you right? Know, sitting so, there as a glass, right? So you know. Well, I like that. I like that in the security right, chief. This right. is about security. No, no, no. I hear you, but when I think security, like, and when I always think about Worf doing security stuff, it's always like five people behind him running towards whatever is happening. Yeah, they, and they all got red shirts, so you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, but you know, at some point the red shirt. <laughs> so, all right, Odo. Interesting. Is this this may be the first appearance of Deep Space Nine? It is. All it right. Is the first appearance of Deep Six. Unless you count Worf was on both. Right, right. Worf was on both. Worf right, right, right. Counts exactly, for, exactly. Counts and, for and, both. and just to hedge my bets, I would I would say Deep Space Nine Worf. Yeah. Because. Now, that being said, with Worf as your security officer, you do have somebody that can also kind of act as your tactical officer. Yes. Thus being like your next or third or fourth in, right. in command. I would split that because I don't think you I want my security person worried about security. Just security. So right. I would split that. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, quote unquote tactical officer, which by tactics means that you should be all about strategy and maneuvering. Yes. Which is which is 100 percent not Worf. So I un- never understood why that was his job. OK. My tactical officer would be going back to Deep Space Nine would be Kira Norris. Interesting. Because you went left. I thought you were going to go right and pluck one of my dudes. But okay. I will go talk about Kira. I will go Kira because Kira was all about the underground. Yes. And they were all they were all about maneuvering. Yes. Strategy. She was a she was a she was a made a major in the street. Let's yes. think about it. Yeah, you know oh yeah, saying? oh yeah. Marquis. She, she was no joke. She was so badass that Gold Ducat went to her for help to deal with stuff that he had to That's deal true. with when he was on the outs from the car. That's true. That's how bad Kira Norris was. Plus, she earned her stripes. She earned the respect. Yes, she did. Like, like the, everyone respected her. Uh, that's right. You know what I mean? Um, she turned... She turned bad guys into mush around her she could hold her hands when need be when need be you know she put people right in place exactly in position exactly where they needed to be you know what i'm saying um and working in tandem with odo the person who was destined to become her husband yes you know that would be they would be a perfect simpatico so boom okay all right all right I like that. I like that's that's good reasoning. All right. Okay. So now, where you want to go now? I'll let you give. I'll give you a. Where you want to go? I mean, you know, let's let's get real quick. Uh, uh, communications officer. All right, communications officer. All right. So, all right. So, uh, um, in the running, we have original Yora. Original. Played by, play by Michelle Nichols. Um, then we have new Yora. N- new Yora. Played by Zoe Saldana. Yes, we have Linda Park as uh, uh, Yoshi. As Yoshi on Enterprise from Enterprise. Um, oh, I guess who would be communications on Voyager? That's a good question. Let's see on Voyager, Voyager, 
Voyager. Uh, That's a good question. I guess. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't think they really had a. Yeah, I don't know if they if there was anyone who was actually assigned. They didn't have anyone that was a communications. So so let's say for lack of. Tuvok. Because he wasn't second in command. And he, I mean, seven of nine was the science officer. She was science officer. So she two, was strictly so science. She, sure, Tuvok. Because she wasn't. She wasn't yeah. on a bridge. And who was? Who would have been communications on the Enterprise on um, next gen? Well, next gen, they definitely didn't have like a right. Real I guess communications because kind of they kind of stuck data in that kind of position. Data. Yeah, data was just sort of a jack of oh, all trades on, 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 on next on next generation. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, well, I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, yeah, I guess it would have been data. I guess yeah. it would have been data. You know, as a, which then makes sense for it to be kind of like his uh, his uh, equal on Voyager to be Tuvok because they both were third in right. charge, right, in uh, command. So, um, so that's for lack of a better word, I guess the people. I guess I I think it may be even stretching the. I don't think it's doing Tuvok or Data. Well, who cares? You can put them right, in whatever right. role you yeah, want. Yeah, I don't care which one because I'm picking New Yahura. New Yahura. New Yahura. Whoa. New Yahura. Whoa. There has been there has been a serious. I I can hear people yelling at the podcast. I mean, people can yell all they want. I'm not talking about who I like better. I'm talking about the actual text. Okay. And the text. New Yahura is some type of linguistic genius. She's a yes. pro, she's a prodigy. Yes. Uh, she is much more active in all three films as far as her role as linguist. That's true. Because you know, even in the movies, yeah, she your horror wasn't right. That right. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, Nichelle Nichols. I mean, obviously, Nichelle Nichols is the greatest of all things, and regular Yahura is the greatest of all Yahuras, and and mirror universe Yahura is the pinnacle of mm. of human evolution. <laughs> Because that's Yahura with a midriff and a knife. Yeah. But if I'm building the ultimate enterprise Mm -hmm. and I have to have the ultimate communications officer, Mm -hmm. like we are going out there. There are languages. There are gestures. There are things where how people communicate. And you are on you are point on that. Mm -hmm. I got to go with new Yahura. Wow. Wow. You make a damn man. You make a really good point because the other thing about that is New Yahura. Um, like, yeah, Mirror Mirror Yahura was shown to be badass, but we, we're not electing Mirror Mirror Yahura. No. So if you got to go by the regular Yahura. <laughs> and for the record, I don't think Mirror Mirror Yahura actually did any communication stuff. Except for t- like, communicating to Sulu. Right, 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 <laughs> right. She schemed through the whole hour. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but uh, original Yahura. You know, she was kind of cool with, you know, like her little um, Bluetooth. But like you say, in in the text and what she was given to do, even in the movie, even in the movie, which is not her fault. No, 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 the no, shows no, were no, no. Right, right. Absolutely. Kirk, yeah. Yeah. And then the movies were written around the triumphant right, right, of, right. of Spock, Kirk right, and McCoy. Right. And the new movies are much more democratic yes, with how they. Yes, much more of a, a true ensemble. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, so. So no diss. There's no, it's it's just, no disrespect. Just, you know, obviously. Hopefully that's obvious. Uh, yeah. But but because of that, um, 
Because really, I really was only thinking about your, the two Yohoras and Yoshi. And Yoshi was kind of seen as linguistic as well. Right. But she was also played as somebody that was like a little nervous. I, I was going to say she was scared for half the damn show. Well, yeah, certainly for the first. Well, it was only four episodes. Four seasons. So yeah. The first two seasons. So um, I would definitely have to go. I I, 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 I got to go New Yohora too, man. I was thinking I came in here with original Yohora like for the win because you got to because you got to but if you think about it when you think about it yeah I mean and and yeah yeah don't kill me Kennedy because it doesn't mean that I like her more no I don't I, I don't I don't like her more at all I like Yohora right? I love you yeah but you know again I'm building the ultimate enterprise yeah I I, I, I gotta yeah it's true because yeah because I'm trying to think, like, did they even say on the original series or in the movies, like, that original Yura was, like, this linguistic... They gave her nothing really to do. Yeah, they really didn't. Yeah. yeah. I think she could... I feel like in another country or, or one of them, she could speak Klingon. Like, yeah. I think at one point yeah. they established she could speak Klingon. I think, I think the character is... Is if you look at the um, the breakdown, like a character uh, uh, synopsis, it will say that in there. Right, right. But it never right translates on the screen. Yeah, onto the screen. Yeah. So yeah, you got to go. You, I, I got to go. New your her. All right. Yeah, right. All right. So let's stay on the bridge. All right. Um. And let's go to uh, let's go to science officer. Okay. All right. Now your science officer, who. May or may not be your second in charge. They don't yes. have to be. They don't have to they be. Certainly do not have no. to be. So, um, who's going to be your science? My officer? science officer, but not my executive officer. Right. Not my first, my second in command. Right. Is original Spock. Okay, original Spock. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy, original Spock as my science officer, but strictly, strictly. Right. He is not. Second in command, and if Spock is sitting in the chair, three other people have gone down. Mm, okay, all right. Wow. So, he's, oh, wow. Okay. Pure science. Pure science. I think he, you know, Spock. Original Spock showed, you know, he's inquisitive. Mm-hmm. He's thoughtful. He, you know, all the stuff that you want in in scientific exploration. Right. I think original Spock has, and not for nothing taking him out of the chain of command or at least the initial chain of command I never really understood like I never saw any proof of Spock's leadership abilities like Spock was there to sort of you know kind to bounce off of Kirk who was an insane person like you've got this insane person who's the captain and you have this person next to him to kind of say okay Jim uh, well, maybe. Well, okay, maybe we can do this though. Right. And but as far as you know, the moment, the times when Spock was in the chair, mm-hmm. besides being loyal to Kirk, like you know his big moments are you know we're not leaving. Right. We got to go get Kirk. We got to decide. You know he's very loyal to Captain Kirk. But as far as you know, I'm I'm leading men and women. This that and the other. I never saw much proof of that. Like, like I always thought it was more narrative reason for him to be second in command. So again, he can be in the mix right. with Kirk and McCoy. Then logical, appropriately enough, logical reason 
for okay. him to be second in command. Like I always thought he should have just been a pure science officer. So that's my science officer, OG Spock. All right. All right. All right. I see. I, I, I see. I see your OG Spock. I like OG Spock. I can kind of like uh, ride with that. I started to go OG Spock as well. But I had to give the brother some. Okay. So I went Tuvok. You went Tuvok. Now, any reason besides you had to get a brother some? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That's fine. <laughs> Black Vulcan. That's it. That's Black it. Vulcan. Black Vulcan. That was it. All right. Hey, man. Okay. Good. So I gave a brother some. Take that. Done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Permanent action. All right. <laughs> so, all right. So there's our science officer. I believe I got away with that. All right, so um, people are like screaming, "Are you out of your friend? <laughs> um, so then we got a science officer. So now I'm trying to think of the rest of the bridge crew. Um, I guess because we already got the. I guess we. I guess are we at the XO now? Uh, we're getting there. Let me just say that before we get to the XO, okay. I actually have somebody who commands the away teams. Oh, so somebody separate who separate the from team. the XO. That commands your away team. Right, right. Like the XO oftentimes goes. True. But I feel like the XO is almost like the vice principal Mm -hmm. of the ship. Mm -hmm. So he he or she has a lot of responsibilities. Gotcha. So while the XO oftentimes goes on away missions, Mm -hmm. I felt like there should be somebody who that is their primary responsibility, being in charge of away missions. Okay. All right, and that is uh, Commander William Riker. Riker, you're gonna put Riker on. Riker way, is on in charge missions? of away missions. Okay, why? Um, I gotta see. I gotta hear this. I think you need somebody who has command capabilities. Okay, but maybe you don't give him a ship. Like he's not quite ready for a ship. Hmm. Or to be an EXO, like like you know, I feel like the EXO, and I'll get to my EXO, obviously. Um, he has to have command. Um, I think you need a bit of a swashbuckler. Okay. As okay. Is it, like this okay. is my Kirk okay. role. Okay. Except I wouldn't do Kirk because I honestly think that Captain Kirk is a psychopath. <laughs> okay. Like, let me just go ahead and spoil. Right. Like, Captain Kirk is not on my list at all because I think Captain Kirk is a crazy person. He's not on mine either. Uh, so so you need that swashbuckler element to it. Okay. I think you need someone with a strong personality mm-hmm. who can be in the mix with the captain in the XL. Okay. Um, I think you need somebody who has camaraderie with the amongst crew. everybody, else. amongst everybody, because you know, kind of like what I said about security. I think you need like a dude whose job is to tell you to run towards the Gorn. Mm-hmm. Like that's his job. Okay. We're running that way. All Let's right. go. Right. I think this is a dude that needs to play cards with the crew. Okay. This is a dude that needs to play the horn, you know, play the trombone. Uh-huh. This dude, he drink. Uh-huh. Uh, he liked the ladies. Like, I think this is a dude that needs to be a man of the people. I feel you. But feel also you. can do all these other things. I feel you. And again, Captain goes down. Exo goes down. He can get the ship back to San Francisco. Got you. Like, you know, like I'm good in a firefight. And I can get us back home or I can get us to the nearest, you know, spaceport and kind of until they put somebody else in place. Gotcha. So that's my Riker argument for the away. 
for the, for the away team commander. commander. Like whatever that whatever that name would be. So that he would be my away team commander dude. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't think of anybody in that role. So, but wanting to think about someone in that role now. Okay. Um, so this is the only reason I'm, uh, you know, coming up with this person. I would go <laughs> Chicote from mm. Voyager. Good choice. Because good choice. Because I think that in Chicote, uh, you have someone who can go down, rock and roll with whatever Starfleet edict is for an away mission. But is also because he was part of the Maquis as well. Someone who can, you know, balance that Starfleet against whatever is go- happening on this planet or wherever we've gone to. Right. You know what I mean? And someone who can find that middle ground. And I also think because he is uh, diplomatic in that way. While still having a swashbuckling side to him, because you don't you don't go my key and not have no no having no some no. you know yeah. like some sash on your boots yeah you know what I'm saying and I think I think uh, Chakotay always had it I think there was only glimpses of it on the show they definitely gave you glimpses not as much as I would have liked sure but I, there were enough glimpses for you to know that it was there but um, he also definitely has a, a little bit of that diplomat in him. So that I think when he's down there, he could speak authoritatively um, and with confidence for whatever Starfleet and his captain is representing. And then in returning to the ship, speak the same way on the viewpoint of whomever is on the planet. Okay. You know what I mean? I think Chakotay would be perfect for that. Um and you creating that role gives me a way to stick in here, you know, Chicote, who, without really doing much, was always my favorite Star Trek character. Yeah. I just, I like Robert Beltran. Yeah. I, I, I loved him in this role. I thought he was cool. I thought he was smooth. Yeah. Oh, oh. You know I mean, I, think, I thought he was just daddy slick in this show. And when him and uh, and uh, Janeway would kind of like do a little flirting sometimes, uh-huh. man, I was like, "Yeah, you know, you you can go away, get that in you, you go take that I do." I have Chicote in my pocket for later. All right, I got you. All right, all right. so so right. who's next? We we working through the. All right, we're working through it. Well, I mean, so you created this whole, um, you know, away team person. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm. Trying to think of whatever roles besides before we go to XO and Captain. I've I've done my list. All right, so let's go. Let's go to the XO. Okay, we're gonna do the XO first. Now I'm gonna do the XO first, but I'm gonna just tell you my XO is actually the most important person on the ship because my XO has the leadership abilities. Mm -hmm. My XO has the diplomatic abilities. Mm -hmm. My XO has um the vision. Mm-hmm. To run every, you, you know, sort of the, the the big the big vision to run everything. My EXO is also the one who is the the sort of hands on commander, right? Like he's right. the, the hands, one yeah. that actually deals with all of the department heads. Mm-hmm. My EXO also 
and I'll talk about this in a moment. There is the contradiction of Star Trek that I think it's, it's I call it the phaser contradiction that I'll get to after we do to the captain. Okay. And I think the EXO is the one who has to really get his hands dirty with the phaser contradiction. All right. So my EXO is Benjamin Sisko. Oh. Benjamin Sisko. A soldier soldier, yeah. A soldier soldier, but also as the emissary, also as the captain of a deep space station with all of these various races, mm. also as a single father. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who knows how to govern and how to do all these different things. And again, I actually think my XO is my XO because he has too many skills mm-hmm. to be my ultimate captain. Gotcha. So that's my XO, Ben Cisco. Wow, that is a that's a good one. That's a real good one. I'm going to I'm going to surprise you. Okay. My XO, I think, has to have kind of like the same kind of skills you're saying. Has to be a jack of all trades. Someone that gets along with everybody, yet still has their respect. Because you can get along with people, but then they don't really respect you. You don't right. think much of you. Right. But this got to be somebody that um, everybody still respects. Okay. Has shown that they are can think outside the box when need be to get the job done. Okay. Um, has shown that can, can be a leader in a large capacity, in a small capacity. You know, can think micro, can think macro. You know what I mean? Um, and someone who is not so wholly dedicated to the Starfleet way and that he won't question things. Okay. And thus provide a... Um, the the perfect sounding board for the captain when the captain has to you know uh, think over things it, this is a perfect sounding board because this person will be looking at it from uh, uh, from various points of view you know what I'm saying and it's out the box thinking okay who is it Miles O'Brien from Deep Space Nine Oh, that's interesting. O'Brien gets along with everybody. He does. He is a family man first. He is. He has been thrown into all types of crazy stuff. Remember, he was taken by section, was section nine? Section 31. Section 31. Section 31. And dealing with all that and had to kind of like. I have a section 31 rant. He had to kind of maneuver, yeah. you know, without, you know, letting everybody know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and everybody respected him. He was so respected that he was just a transported chief on the enter- on the Enterprise. Yeah, and worked his way up. Worked his way up until the man on Deep Space Nine. That's- and you always saw him, and you talk about, you know, the person gets your hands dirty. The man's sleeves were perpetually at his elbows. That's a good That's a good choice. So, I like that. I never would have thought about bouncing him up to command. B- bounce that brother up. Okay. I, he's my he's, he's my XL. All right. And Who, he can fight. He can hold hands. Uh, yeah. He can hold hands. Who's on top? Okay. Who's running yours? All right. 
Now, this was a hard one. Yes. This is a hard one. Kirk, right off the bat, like you said. He's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. Captain Kirk gets people killed. <laughs> can't, I can't ride with Kat. I can't ride with Kirk. But Card, love him. Okay. Love a card. Just a little bit too laid back. Okay. Uh, Cisco, I think, is a good governor. Okay. But I don't think a good governor makes a good captain. Interesting. I don't okay. think he was necessarily a great captain. I think he had a good crew when he was on the Defiant. Right, right, right. I don't think he was necessarily a great captain. Okay. Um, jumping way back in time, I, I got love for Archer. But I think most of that is my love for Scott Bakula. Of course. Who doesn't? So I have historically have always said, I think the absolute best captain that Star Trek has ever created was Janeway. Interesting. So Janeway. It's a good choice. Is going to be my captain because Janeway is not about, she's not about running away from a battle. No. She will duke it out like in, a, in a second. You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't get through the Delta Quadrant like you did. Right. And, and not be about about some business. She is about her people. Um, me and Kennedy got into an argument. Well, not really an argument, but a discussion uh, on on the show one day where um, we were talking about, like, some of the instincts of Janeway versus Picard. Okay. And one of the things I pointed out was that, you know, we're – if you think about it, Picard was was always a very good good captain, but he always kept a level of detachment yes. from his crew. Yes. And, absolutely. And it showed itself in the series finale yeah. when he sits down to play poker and he says, I should have done this a long and time. And you before. realize you've never seen him play cards exactly. with them. Yes. And, and and he was absolutely correct. Janeway would have been in there season one. And she would have never lost respect. They would have never lost respect for her. And she would have never lost. It, the crew would have known exactly where she was. Right. When, when her hair was in the bun and when it was let down. They they would have known that. And you could see it just by the way that they would um, deal with her when she was in her ready room. You know what I mean? Right, right. They knew when they were back there and it was more casual as opposed to, okay, I'm talking to the captain. Right. You know, and, and it wasn't. And she didn't have to stiffen her back up in, in any way. Um, for them to get that, to see that difference, you know. Now, maybe part of that was because of their circumstances. It certainly was uh, sure, outside of circumstances. Sure, they lost. But uh, I think that it also speaks to her captaining skills. And I think that she, for the ultimate, ultimate enterprise, is the captain of choice. I don't even think there's a second. I'm going with Picard. And I'm going with Picard for the reasons that you just said. I think I am a fan of first season Next Generation where they sort of laid out. First season Next Generation? I'm sorry. First season of Next Generation, the philosophy they laid out of the captain. Where the captain is supposed to be separate. Like he's supposed to be detached. Right. He's supposed to sort of, you know, it's the big picture. um, When, you you know, first contact, Mm -hmm. once all the protocols are followed I am the voice in the face mm-hmm. and the hand of the Federation. Um, I am the leader that leaders look up to. Right. Like, you know, again, because we're talking about the executive, the, the you know, the executive officers. Right. These are all people who lead their own departments. True. 
So, you know, I need someone who they look up to. Okay. And who they can defer to. Okay. And I think I, I like Picard as a sort of philosopher warrior because he's very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he's very sort of cultured and he's very respectful of cultures, which, you know, at the end of the day, this is a, a mission of exploration. Okay. So that true, true, so true. I like Picard in the position. But, you know, as I've said throughout this conversation, I stack the deck with people around him. So that, yeah, I have Picard on top. Okay. Is it time for other stuff? Let's go. Now then, having said that, part of the reason Picard is on top and Cisco is the XO, here's something that has always fascinated me about Star Trek. It's the phaser thing. So Star Trek, it's exploration. We're going out here. We're doing this. We're a mission of peace, this, that, and other. What do we know about the phaser? What's the first thing they always say about the phasers? Set your phasers to stun. Set your phasers to stun. That tells me one of two things. A, the default is not stun. Because you have to set it to stun. Okay. Now, the default might just be off, like you got to set it to stun or to kill. But regardless, the default isn't stun. Okay. All right. B, there is a kill setting on this thing. Like, like this is a gun. Yes. So that all this, you know, the prime directive and we come in peace and this, that, and the other. Starfleet knows how to get its hands dirty if it needs to. And you mentioned Section 31, which was the off-the-books clandestine set part of Starfleet. You can't even call it a part of Starfleet. Right. And I think it is realistic, and I think it is appropriate that uh, the ultimate enterprise which, as I mentioned, I picked the big boy with the yachts shit, with, yes. with the captain's yacht. Yes. But yes. what that tells me is that it's a bay with a bunch of ships down there. It's a, it's a bunch of shuttles. It's mm-hmm. all kinds of little things. Now, on my ultimate Enterprise, there is a very nondescript shuttle-like ship on there. That if, you, if you're not looking for it, you walk right past it. Okay. But if you look under the hood, it's got a Romulan cloaking device. It's got disruptor beams, and it's got Tholian Tholian technology in case we have to capture a ship. Okay. (laughs) Big boy, I think I just saw it, like, you know, 9,000 people on this thing. Or 9,000 people we carry it. Of these 9,000 people, it's six people on this ship throughout that, you know... Nobody really knows about them. They just sort of working on the ship. (laughs) They just kind of just there. But every now and then... Something goes down in this nondescript shuttle that I just talked about. These nondescript six people are on the ship. Okay. Chicote is in charge. Okay. And he's like the Rick Flag of this suicide squad. <laughs> okay, this is the suicide squad. So Chicote is in charge. Again, kind of morally ambiguous, does what needs to be done. You think Chakotay's morally ambiguous? I think he is a moral relativist, like depending okay. on the right. moment. So, you know, you need a Chakotay. Okay, I like this. I like this. Goldacott mm. as tactics. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Quark for acquisitions. Okay. Because even though start, you know, the Federation is a post-scarcity society. Okay. <laughs> There's no way that you think you're gonna meet all these different uh, that don't have some type of form of money and this, that, and the other. And you know, if Starfleet has been in place for X number of years, and these people grew up in Starfleet, like you don't know how. To, like 
like Picard don't know how to talk about money and and Troy. I, oh, I'd had Troy's counselor because I I think you needed a, a psychiatrist or something around. It's Troy's counselor on right. Troy, little, right? So no, she's no, part no, of the no, Suicide no. Squad. No, no, no. On no Troy's ship? on the ship. I didn't mention Troy as part of my command. Okay, we, we'll, we'll go. Right, back. right. Troy goes with Let's the stay doctor. With Suicide all right, Squad. all right. So you have Quark for acquisitions. Okay, and understanding that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Again, morally, sort of. That's very right. Data, okay, as science as science and linguistics, etc. Okay, because here's my data thing. The whole thing with his brother Lore is the is the one that's off and and he's craziness than the other. What if Data has just made the decision to be Data? Like, what if he just made the decision to have this ethical sort of base? Okay. And you put data in this situation on on the you know next generation, and data is good. But what if that's just a choice that data makes? Okay. So that I think data could be valuable in this little situation. All right. All right. So that's four. Mm-hmm. Bashir as the doctor. That I give you that one. Yes. You know he's been genetically altered. Yes. Uh Bashir the first couple of seasons he's 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 you know he he got some sketchy in him. He does. Travis Mayweather is their pilot. Not okay. because there's something morally off with him. Although I do think if for this type of situation I'm talking about the Enterprise crew the the first inter, the Star Trek Enterprise crew is great because the prime directive is not that old. Yeah. So it's yeah. not set in their bones. It's still very malleable. Right. So right. Travis is a pilot and then all the reasons that you just said. He was born in space. Mm-hmm. Like like a situation where we're going out here and we have no backup. Okay. And and nobody is coming to save us mm-hmm. and people are going to deny us and I don't have a home to go to. Like this is my home. Space. I see Travis in the role of pilot. So I have these six people on this ship. Let's say that they are a part of Section 31. Okay. And as far as the bottom five, no, under Chakotay, they figure they're getting their orders from Starfleet. And they're very happy about the fact that nobody on the ship knows about them. Gotcha. What they don't know is that Chakotay reports directly to Cisco. Okay. So Cisco knows. The other secret is that data is there for engineering. But think about what I just said. You got Federation, um, fe- uh, Federation parts. Mm-hmm. You got Romulan parts. Mm-hmm. You got Tholian parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, data is nice, but data can't pull all that together. So data also goes to Scotty. So Cisco and Scotty are the only two that know about this other situation. Okay. That every now and then you got to pull. Okay. That is my ultimate enterprise. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, I like that. I like that idea. I like that idea of like this little hitter squad like in the, in the midst of the crew. All right? I, I really do. So I'm sitting here marinating. All right, I, I like that. Where am I pulling my, my little hitter squad? I got a little hitter squad too. All right? Now, my hitter squad, they are, you know, yeah. They're chilling in amongst the crew, just like you said. You know what I mean. But more to the point, I don't. They're not. No, they're not. They're not chilling with the crew. They've got this one level of the enterprise that's theirs. Okay. Nobody comes down there. 
only people that got that got access there is the captain. So it's Janeway, um, O'Brien, and the doctor, Flox. Okay. Because every once in a while, you know, some stuff might go left. They've got this little, this little, you know, like, you know, um, <laughs> pimp my ride yes. shuttle. Yeah, kid it I out like, shuttle. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. But my six, all right, flying this bad boy, I'm taking new Sulu. Okay. Because I got the, I got the young. I got the, I got the, you know, can get it in, get it in. Honestly, if if I had known about this earlier, I might have left time for this one. Right, it's right, fine. right. It's fair, it's fair enough. So I got I got new Sulu in there. All right. I I do believe that you do need an engineer an engineer in that joint. You need somebody that know, knows the way. But because this is kind of tangentially still connected to Starfleet, you want somebody that kind of still can toe that line a okay. bit closer there. So that's where I'm putting Jordy. Okay. I'm oh, putting- no, Jordy's too moral. No, no, see, no, 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 no. Jordy no. gonna tell you don't burn down the village no. that needs to be burned down. Well, he's gonna tell you, but he ain't he ain't in charge. It's gonna be like, yo, just keep the ship running. You know what I'm saying? So I'm putting in, I'm putting in Jordy. You're making a mistake with Jordy. Maybe, maybe. You're making a mistake. Maybe right he now. wears a red shirt. But okay. I'm putting in Jordy. All right, I'm putting in Jordy. All right. Then now here's the other reason why I'm putting in Jordy. I'm putting in Jordy because kind of like my like while he is like the engineer type of person, I still need like a technical type of person plus who is also a heavy hitter. So that's where I'm putting in seven of nine. Okay. Now, because I've got seven of nine, that's why they've got to have a whole section of the enterprise in themselves. Because she just can't be walking around just being all bored out. You know what I mean? True. But distracting. But she uh, is definitely about a, definitely about the tactics, definitely about the fighting and everything like that. And she has what she has going for her is that she can augment Jordy's visor, so that now. Jordy can see the heat registers of people and can tell when people are lying. So he is, he is now a lie detector. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also augmented it so that Jordy is immune to any type of psychic um, uh, takeover. Okay. Because Jordy was good for getting his butt taken over. So Seven of Nine will do an upgrade. Oh, She's going to pimp that visor. Yes. All right. Now. I like because of what where these people are, they're heavy hitters. So you do need some morally ambiguous people. Yes. You got the wrong Cardassian. There's no way in hell that I'm teaming up with Gold Cot. Garrick, on the other hand, yes, from mm, Deep Space Nine. I would definitely rock out with Garrick. Because Garrick, at the end of the day, yeah, he's shifty, most certainly. But at the end of the day, he definitely does have a moral compass. And if that's it, if if he's giving your, you his word that I'm, I'm going to be about this, you know, then he's going to be about it. Plus, that whole clandestine type of thing, that's the type of stuff that he lives for. He loves living in Garrick the shadows. Garrick is a better choice than Galdicott. Yeah, he would, yeah. He, he would love. That's he, a good choice. He would love yeah. that. Okay. Then I like, I like uh, you bringing in Bashir. Yes. I do like Bashir. However, I don't want Bashir. Okay. I'm bringing in Ensign Rowe because I want the bad, the true badass Bajoran slash Maquis, the original Bajoran slash Maquis. As a medical officer? No. Um, 
Flox has access down there, so you okay. got you've got right. medicine. Okay. He'll take care of all okay. that type of all stuff. Right. And and if and if need be, if need be, seven of nine knows some stuff. Okay. So you know, so I'm good with that. So I've I've got uh, I've got Ensign Rowe in there who can hold hands and 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 keep it popping. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, and morally ambiguous. Yes. Now, leading all of this, I hear you on Chakotay, but I actually think that Chakotay may be a little bit too closer to the sides of the angels mm-hmm. than uh, to lead it. All right, I, I give you. I I see what you're saying about Jordy, but I'm I'm putting Jordy in there anyway. But leading this joint, I'm going off the grid, and I'm getting Thomas Riker. Wow. Good choice. The lead. Good pull. Good pull. That's who's leading. Tom Riker is a good pull. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's my hitter squad. That's that's nice. (laughs) Tom Riker is a good pull. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. All right. Now, and you said you would you still want um Troy as a counselor. Yes. Troy's cool. Yes. I like Troy. She's nice. I don't need Troy. If I need a counselor, I got Guinan. <laughs> okay. Cuz Guinan will will counsel me out with a nice with a nice toddy. So Guinan does the best of counseling. Most certainly. So I'm I I got Guinan. Okay. I don't I don't need Troy. She oh. got all that covered. That's my ultimate all right. Crew. These are good crews. These are good crews. Paramount, call us. You you may you you have the better ship though. My ship might get <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, my ship might get done. Yeah. But but my crew's gonna handle. Okay. My crew's gonna handle. My crew's gonna handle. They they might have to, they might have to like take over your ship. Right. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm being real. Um This was so much fun, man. Yes. This was so much fun. I knew it would be. Yes. I knew it would be. I knew this would be fun to do. And I knew it would be fun to do with you. Well, thank you. And this was fun. I enjoyed that. You're my dog, man. Yeah. All right. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of our ultimate Star Trek crew. Yes. <laughs> let us know your ultimate crew. Um, don't let us know what you would that it should be your horror. We already know. All right. No. Let us know. Let us yes. know. Argue your point. I I, I want to hear an argument for I mean, you original Yahura over new Yahura. That that has to do with the actual text of Star Trek. Yes, you know, and I'll you know bring in the novels, bring in the comics, do all of, it, but not you know not just Michelle Nichols is awesome and we love her. But let's not bring in the novels. That. Okay, I only say don't bring in the novels because what is considered canon is the shows, yes, the animated series, yes. and the movies, yes. The, true. The books aren't really considered true. canon anymore. True. So I know, that's true. Because I'm okay. sure in, 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 in okay. the books they probably you know all right. went crazy. So. All right. But if you can pull it from the um, from the shows and the cartoons and the movies, bring all it. Right. Let's, come, let's yeah, hear that yeah, argument. Let's hear all your come let's with. Hear, come with. Um, hit us up. This show will be available on BlackTribbles.com. Uh, me and Vince, we host a show called the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every yes. black film ever made. You can find us on MichelleMission.com. It's also available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, and every place that good podcasts are are found. If you want to do us a favor, hey, go on to subscribe to us through iTunes and uh, leave a, and rate us on there because that helps people find the show. Um, and you can email us, uh, email us at BlackTribbles at gmail.com or us directly at MichelleMission at Gmail. Dot com and Michelle for all of you for the first time hearing it is spelled M I C H E A U X. Okie dokie. All right. All right. That was fun. That was fun. So for Vince, 
who is actually in the Tribble Nation. Yes. What's your Tribble? Jack name? Tribble. Jack Tribble. I like that. Jack Tribble for Jack Tribble. This is the Bad Tribble. And parting the Michelle mission says, We'll see you when it's time to meet again. Deuce. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.